See me just training chest in the gym. I know, I know, I know, but I, I don't know your workouts. Yeah, we haven't trained enough for me to be like, all right, cool. Do we just did kettlebells today? Yeah, but if, I, if I go gym, uh, yeah, cool. if I go gym on yeah. a normal day, I'm gonna be like, all right, cool. Do I know the spinal control stuff? No. Do I know half of the stuff that you do? No. So okay, I want to do a different work. I want to do a Harvey workout. Can I do it? No. Yeah, lost. Yeah, but I need you there to teach me, which we're gonna get to eventually. But if I just, if you just tell me what to do, I ain't gonna be able to do it. If you just told me do these work, if you told me do to, as I said to you today, like the mental cues, that yeah, like, that's why having a trainer is very important when you're when you're first starting out, like when you're doing, when you actually really want to get serious about like doing something in, like for your body and just like in in fitness, quote unquote, because that that's such a generic term. Um, where the actual definition of fitness doesn't actually just relate to how aesthetically you look or how you move and all this kind of stuff. Um, you need a trainer. That's the bottom line. Like yeah. YouTube, you can do a lot from YouTube. You can do a lot from your own like self experimentation. Like you can go out into the gym and try new things. What's for you? What's not for you? Different types of training. Whether it's French contrast, whether it's just fundamentals, whether it's just anything. It could just be calisthenics, it could be kettlebells, it could be anything. But you have to find out what works for you or get a trainer and work it out together with a trainer. So, for instance, now that I'm training Rhea, like, she's tried doing different yeah. types of workouts for different people and she said it just never worked for her. But now I'm implementing kind of like bits and bobs for her here and there to kind of get her body nice and finely tuned. Now she's actually starting to realise, oh, okay, this is why I'm doing this exercise because this relates to this point in life or oh I didn't know this about my body because I've never been told or taught this way having oh. a trainer is, is, is going to be important for you to start seeing like good results in your early days when, you're, when your knowledge is very limited and your experience is low I feel like having a trainer in terms of like just the basic side of it is somebody's making you a workout plan that works like you, like you go into that gym and you know what you got to do you don't waste time secondly form like if your form is wrong, you're not working out the right muscle. Like today, the fundamental was kettlebell swing. Yeah. I was doing it wrong. I was doing it more like a squat. So I wasn't even doing it. I wasn't getting the hamstring stretch. Yeah. Like the fundamental of the first workout was wrong. Yeah. Because I built a habit something of something else. Yeah. My hip, I didn't know how to hip hinge correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many men do you think don't know how to hip hinge properly, bro? percent How many men do, do you think that are deadlifting and don't know how to hip hinge at the top? Like I'm talking about barbell deadlift. You shouldn't really be barbell lifting it, just the way yeah, you do it. Think about how many people but... are doing barbell yeah, lifting wrong. As I said, bro, because people's knowledge is very limited That's at the start. And they just they just go because they either get a pump, quote-unquote, or they just like they feel like they're working, or the next day they feel tired and fatigued, yeah. and they feel like they've worked. When, yeah, like, like, like they're not getting the results. There's a big difference between maximal effort and optimal effort. Yeah. And maximal load and optimal load. We never really want maximal anything. You never want the maximum of anything. We always talk about optimal load. So, for instance, like testosterone, for example, if you have too much, if you have the max amount of testosterone, that's actually not good for you. Whereas if you have the optimal amount, it's good for you. Same as sleep. If you get the maximal amount of sleep, which in a day is 24 hours because there's 24 hours in a day, that's not actually good for you. Whereas the optimal amount of sleep is six to eight hours or yeah. depending on your age or whether you're pregnant or it could be like seven to nine 
or whatever. But we always kind of want to look for like the optimal kind of range in anything. Yeah. Um, it's like it's like sweet spots in Fibonacci when it comes to the charts as well. You've got certain key areas that the market oh, likes to react react out of different zones. It's the same as your body. You just need to find your sixty one point eight zone. If you don't know what that is, it's a Fibonacci retracement measure. Okay, it's where the market likes to react off quite a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I feel like a trainer can help you find that sweet spot. Yeah, I feel like because the thing is, well, when you're training. You can't see your imbalances mm. well. Your trainer can see that, and then the form and like, oof, just all of those different things and the extra push, like knowing that you have someone there that is there to train you yeah. to your best. That's why you know like all the actors that get into create like they go yeah. from fat to mad shape. How do you think they like they get well, that I transformation? Told, I told you my 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 trainer Jason. He trained yeah. Hugh Jackman Wolverine. Yeah, like he, bro, he told me he was just like a lot of people because he's got. Not a bad reputation, but a lot of people think he's on drugs in it. Like a lot yeah. of people think he's taken peds. They think he's taken anabolics. Like, trust me, he hasn't. The geezer just is very, very strict with his diet, and he his workout regime is just ridiculous. I remember Jason sent me over, like some of the stuff that he was doing with him, and I was thinking, bro, like, what the actual fuck? Like he was doing rounds of kettlebells for like fifteen to twenty minutes, non-stop. Yeah. Man. crazy you do that you get shredded yeah but the load that's what I'm saying the load has to be optimal yeah but for you yeah. if you're just starting out you, there's no way on God's earth you're even doing a minute yeah. of kettlebells well it's like you for example today is a yeah. perfect example you was doing your sets but then also doing your demonstration set for me mm-hmm. but I was I was work. I was Getting it on when yeah. I'm doing my demonstration. I, can't, I wouldn't be able to do that. I'd have to take that break. Yeah. Because that's not optimal for me. Yeah. Like, I would. I just break four minutes. Like I wouldn't be able to handle. Well, it. I said to you today, the goal is for you to then make your spinal control your your kettlebell stuff. Because let's be real, like all the movements that we've done today, name me one movement that we that we done in the gym today with the kettlebells that isn't useful. Yeah. It isn't is it? Exactly. Yeah. When we become the optimal human being. Literally, to be fair, like, all the only like what you all you need really in the gym is you do kettlebells mm-hmm. and isometrics. For I real, we're talking about equipment. Oh no, nah, like I'm about workout wise, if you all you need is kettlebells and isometric work. Yeah. And you're done. That's and for for if you want to be fun fully functional. Yeah, and and a pull up bar and a uh, dip bar. Yeah, that's you're, it. you're sweet. That's it. Calisthenics. Isometrics, calisthenics. calisthenics, calisthenics. Thank you. Yeah, your Gucci. What else do you need? So I talk about functional. Yeah, not yeah, to get yeah. aesthetic or whatever. Just bro, to, you can get very aesthetic. You get aesthetic. Not about by doing that kind of stuff. Put all of that to a side. Yeah, like, you're talking about isolation exercises. Yeah, yeah. If you do all of that, bro, you'll be the most functional person on earth. Yeah, like, you got that. You got that raw man strength. Yeah, like I'm talking about lifting. Like, if you need to lift a hold, like, car- like today we carried my sister's cupboard down the stairs. I was like, yeah, cool, I need to do more isometrics. So you're holding like that, innit? Uh-huh. That's the bicep one. Yep. So I know cool, all the loads of my bicep, but my bicep's getting tired. You need to remember, when I do isometrics, it's not just to do my biceps, quote-unquote. It's yeah. to make sure that all the surrounding muscles are engaged and they're firing at the same time. So, for instance, like, if, like, okay, cool, let's say something really, really heavy was to drop, I don't know, like, right in front of me, but I haven't necessarily trained the surrounding muscles to react and yeah. deal with that kind of stress and that load all at the same time, I'm most likely going to pull something yeah. or I'm going to lose the integrity through my shoulder or my back's going to give way. So when you're training isometrics, it's really important to try and engage as much as you can. Like, 
when I train isometrics and I do the Bulgarian sp uh, split squat stance, yeah. when I'm pressing my back foot into the bench so that my hip is on fire. Yeah. Same as when I'm doing decline bench press um, with my leg up exactly, and I'm the, the leg that's in, the leg that's in the little, my foot that's in the hole, pointing my toes towards my face, I'm locking in through my, um, oh, what's it called? What the fucking name of the muscle? Um, oh, it's your anterior fib something. Anyway, basically your front shin muscle, isn't it? Yeah. Completely forgotten. It's gonna come to it's gonna come to me in a second. But pulling through there, also pulling through your hip flexor, and obviously because of your sling system, um, I'll be pushing opposite arm, opposite leg. So yeah. that's the kind of training that I do. Instead of just grabbing two mad dumbbells or jumping on a bench and just benching mad weight, it's for me, from what I found, personal experience is just it's just not beneficial. Isn't it? If my goal was to look, and, like. I don't know, just if if yeah, but at the same time, if I was a fitness model or quote unquote, yeah. like if I wanted to look aesthetically amazing, then yeah, calm. I do all of the exercises that make my muscles pop or all that kind of stuff. But I don't. I don't want to. I want to be able to yeah. like just move so efficiently. Yeah, and that should be the goal for anybody. Because as you get older, like that's the goal. But yeah, like you were saying, you want to look good naked, in it? Yeah. So there needs to be that balance between yeah, cool. I want to get like big and like pop in, but then be functional. But getting in, this is see, this is why this is my point. Yeah, a lot of people, they they like how they are. Like, as in, not necessarily that they like how they are. Yeah, they're comfortable with. Right, I'm just gonna say how it is, isn't it? People are actually very very okay with looking like shit and feeling like shit. Yeah, and it's not right. A lot of people are fine being like that. Like, they, I don't right. See, this is where this gets a bit mad for me. Coming from somebody who's been, like, out of shape yeah. or hasn't necessarily, like, looked aesthetically pleasing, I know how much it sucks to go to the swimming pool and not be able to take my top off and, and, and feel ashamed about my body. I know what it feels like to, to, to be around girls and not want to take my top off because I'm embarrassed or I feel insecure about my body. I know it feels like to go on holiday and I don't want no, I don't want any of the pictures being taken of me because I'm not confident in what my body looks like. Like I've been there in it like I remember one time and it was mad. Me and my sister we went to the Caribbean one year and we went on this boat and we were on like this bouncy castle thing and also I was wearing my shorts, T shirt off, it's hot, okay? My mum's taking a picture of me and my sister having a good time come back my sister's posted it on Instagram okay yeah. I look back at this at this photo I think it's still on, on my sister's ground um, but yeah anyway that's not the point I remember looking at it on the day on the way back and I lost my shit I said why the fuck are you uploading that you know I'm, I, I'm so conscious about my body I don't like the way I look like, I look horrible there but I'm looking back on it now yeah but I was so skinny I was so like there was nothing wrong with me I just had like straight up body dysmorphia so like I know how that feels to like not be comfortable and, and to feel like, oh, I don't really want to go to the gym because I don't really feel a need to change my body. Trust me, there's going to be a time in your life when you're going to want your body to kind of work. And I know it might sound quite extreme, but I hope this doesn't happen to anybody. But life or death circumstances can happen like that. Yeah. If you're harder to kill because you train your body on a regular basis, is that not going to benefit you? 
Yeah. If you need to run for your life or you need to hold something up to prevent someone else from dying or you need to hold somebody back from a fight or just something, like you need your body to work properly. Yeah. And it's not even necessarily about like all my examples I just said to you then, not a single one of them was to do how you with how you look. Yeah. It's about how your body actually like responds to the environment. Yeah. What are you looking at? Right, you guys are Yeah. I'm really that muscle in the front of my shins really got to me. I can't think I can't remember the name. I, I don't want to look it up, but I think it's Oh, it's your anterior it's, it's anterior something. Fib I know it is because that's your it's 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 your front shin bone muscle, this thing here. Shut it, shut it. Serial uh, thing. Do not, I'm going to tap out. This is really bad, but I've forgotten. Go on, search it. Swipe off the screen. I'm oh, sorry, but I need, I need to... Anterior fibialis. I think... Oh, I think it's anterior fibialis. Check it. I think it's anterior fibialis. Fibialis anterior, I think. Yeah. What is it? Anter yeah, anterior tibialis, what did I say? I said that, didn't I? Yeah, anterior tibial. Oh, I said fibby. Yeah, because yeah, you got your fibula and your tibial. Tibial. Anyway, cool, anterior, so your yeah. tibial, your, your tibialis anterior? Yeah, cool. Anyway, so basically it's like the front muscle on your shin, that's what I was relating to earlier. But yeah, I just. Yeah, I, I feel like a firm, you know, it's even like a, on a, you know, it's like a basic level. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine like. If you, like, if you're carrying a wardrobe downstairs, like, you're moving stuff around your house, and, like, the person gives away, like, they, they just drop it or whatever. Like, imagine being on the stairs, and the wardrobe falls, and you'll be able to hold it. Like, like a Superman. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, stuff yeah. like that. Because if it falls on you, like, you're going to take it now, and you're crushing it, or ribs, or whatever. Yeah. Like, when I'm talking about, like, stuff like that, like, in a day-to-day, -day, and, like, even when you get older, because really and truly, when you're young, you bounce back, or whatever, you recover, or whatever, or you're normally strong enough to, like, you'll be all right. Yeah. Like, you can, you might be able to hold it. When you talk about like when you hit like 40, yeah. 50, like 40, if you hit 40 and like... Your body starts failing you after that. Yeah, like yeah. you try and, you try and like lift something high, like from here, try and lift something, you pull a muscle on your chest yeah, or something. Yeah. Like my dad, for example, like he lifting stuff and then you're like, oh, he pulled pull a muscle on his chest or whatever. Stuff like that. Because yeah. um, like your, your shoulders aren't helping that movement or whatever, like your chest or your shoulders are taking all the load and your, your traps aren't helping. Stuff like that. And it's just one muscle just doing it and it's just gives way. Stuff like that. You can, cool. you can start doing some really cool shit as well. Once you start mastering your body, yeah. you can start doing some really cool shit. Like even today, I, I taught you how to hinge. I taught you to clean. I taught you how to press. Yeah. Towards the end, you were starting to get. You were starting having fun in it. Yeah. It was good. It's good fun. Well, you just feel like a goal in it. You feel you feel like a monster. Yeah. Like and again, if you didn't have me there, yeah. giving you those mental well, cues, it wouldn't happen. Exactly. Well, you, I would have done it, but it would have just been a mess, and I probably would have fallen over or something. Exactly. Now talk about yeah, like when it comes to actually like like in real life when you're flinging where weight comes at you, you just fall over. Like if you, you don't, you don't know, know how to absorb it. Yeah, if you don't know how to use your body to, like even the simple one, you know when you're training Rio, and then you the one where you walk out and you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she was yeah. like falling and you just like bend your knees a little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. hip hinge a little bit and you're stable and yeah. like, walk out. Things like that. Yeah. Understanding that like, if I do that, I'm yeah. solid. Like, no one could push me over. Stuff like that. I always do. I do Even with the little kids that I train, or yeah. I used to train in the summer, I always say, all right, cool, guys. When we're changing direction, do we want to be really high or really low? And I say, all right, cool. So I stand up, like, literally with my feet together and I'll be nice and tall. All right, cool, push me over. And they push me over really easy. All right, cool. Now push me over. Decent stance, I'm low. 
can't move me, bounce off me. Right, what has changed? It's the fact I've gone from high to low, center of mass is now closer to the floor, I can now change direction quicker, my, my hip is also hinging to, closer towards a 90 degree angle, meaning I can then exert more more yeah. force from here from A to B. Well, it's like when defenders they like crouch a little bit. When it was when you're jockeying, yeah. yeah. Because obviously the lower you get to the floor, the easier it is to change direction. Because you need to remember triple extension is like the optimal like angle for explosive uh, for explosivity. So for instance, picture this: yeah, when you're about to start a race, when you're about to start a hundred meter race, and you crouch down, yeah. And your first step, your first step out, your back leg is in a phase called triple extension okay so your ankle is fully extended your knee is fully extended and your and your hip joint is fully extended that's triple extension through the hip yeah and that is where you are going to see like optimal acceleration yeah pretty much and that's why i get to teach a lot of people as well because even when we get up right now so if i was to stand up right now and push off that's triple extension from my ankle to my knee to my hip like yeah. it's just little things like that and even who was i talking to it was even her yeah i was speaking to, when i was speaking to her um the other night she was just like oh yeah something you i always took from you is like i always catch myself standing like really heavily on one side and then i'll just check myself because she work, obviously works in a restaurant yeah. and um yeah, she'll just be standing there and she'll just have all of her weight and all of her pressure on like her left side or her right side. And then because I told her about the whole imbalance thing and you shouldn't really always lean, try and, like, try and find nice nice balance because if you don't, then obviously you're always going to have like aches and pains in one side or you're not going to have good range of motion on the other side or your balance is going to be shit on the other side. So she always like checks herself and then she like rebalances herself. And um, yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, it's, it's just interesting, man. But I feel like, yeah, it's just balance, isn't it? Like... I know that balance through your life. Mm. When you train like that, you just live a very like strong life. Like your life is strong, you feel balanced all the time. You feel like optimal. Like when you go to pull the door open, oh. you don't get moved forward. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you pull it and you're solid. Like you're you're solid and you yeah. comes out because you do that and like you're training yourself. Like with the isometric, like chest, shoulder, trap, all mm. bang. Like really and truly, if you have all three of the muscles at the same time, yeah. like people can pull 60 kg with their traps. Yeah. So if you have all three of them, you can pull 100 kg door really and truly. Mm. So, how three days? Every door. I, yeah. think I, I don't even think I fire doors. That. That's what I'm saying. So like, boom. Yeah. You don't have to fire what you want. You, day-to-day things are just easy. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's, that's why, I'm going to, oh, I'm about to go into, like a really, yeah, <laughs> can't lie. Oh, should I go in? No, I cool. Let's make this in, in part two. Let's make this in part two. Open the ramble. Calm. Say nothing. Stop recording. Then we can continue. Oh, I'm, I'm about to tell you what I think about when I work out. Go on then, mate. Cool. When you work out, yeah, what do you think about? Me. What do you, yeah, what do you think about? When you're working out, what do you what do you concentrate on? Where, where, where does your mind go? I think about being... I, I just... I go into focus. Yeah, but you what what thoughts run through your mind? Empty. What do you think about? I think about finishing the set. Think about finishing the set. I focus completely on finishing that set. What's what you see now? If you're okay. going to go into my focus, it's very I go deeper. Okay. So when I go into focus, uh-huh. I completely remove everything else out of my brain, yeah. and I go full Zen mode on exactly what I'm doing. So if I hit charts, I completely forget about anything else, and I'm 
my brain is full of charts and I'm focused. Yeah. When I'm in the gym, like today, when we, you know that last time I put up the yeah, second yeah, two, yeah, yeah. that's I switched. I went, yeah. I clicked. I was like, yeah, calm. Boom. Went into focus on purely just thinking about everything I'm doing. Nice. I don't think about anything else. You don't. Nope. Shout out. All right. Never told anybody this. Do you know what I think about when I work out? And it's not necessarily about my my hinges or my my technique because it's so you're excited in it. I can see I can see the smile. Uh, yeah. It's it's so the technique is so drilled into me. It's now second nature. Um, for pretty much all the exercises that I do, unless I'm gonna try and learn something new, then yeah, it will take time. But when I'm really getting in my flow, like really getting in my flow, the image of my mind has changed now that I've got a niece, which is nice because it gives me even more of a bite, which is good. But I just think about killing bad guys and killing rapists and murderers and just I always I always picture like somebody with a gun or somebody with a knife is like in front of my family and I just come in and just fuck shit up. Interesting, that's interesting how I look. Like I just that's all I think about is just bad guys, it's just saving good people from bad guys, from murderers, from rapists, from anybody like that. Because there's been times where I've been out, I've been on nights out and I've seen guys big guys just because of their size and their presence they think that they can yeah. do whatever they want to girls and that's not obviously it's not right and i've never really been able to step in and be like oh that's wrong not necessarily because i didn't think it was wrong obviously in my mind i know it's wrong yeah. but i'm not stupid in it i know i get my ass kicked in <laughs> i get my ass kicked in i get smacked up who the fuck knows what that geezer's got on him yeah. do you know what i'm saying so like that's my kind of thing where I'm fighting those mental barriers for like, alright cool, if I ever see anything in life that I don't like and I feel like I have to step in to, to help the situation, I want to be able to do that. Or I want to save my loved ones. Now, all I think about is the same thing, but when my niece grows up and some guy tries attacking her or something like that. And that's why when you're in the gym and you see me train and the whole that stuff, that's when that kicks in. Yeah. So I was telling you about that earlier, yeah. when you're breathing, and I could go so in depth on this right now. Um, yeah. Especially like, do you know a guy called Wim Hof? You know Wim Hof. Don't know Wim Hof. Yeah. Oh my days. Oh my days. How have we not spoken about him before? Anyway, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to look him up in it. This geezer like he's broken world records for holding his breath under ice water. Um, yeah, just an absolute guru when it comes to controlling your breathing. Um, clearing your mind, how to, basically, how to keep your body younger forever. Like, he generally believes, like, he's found the stuff to reverse your age, like, naturally, just through breathing techniques. He's a very, like, he's a big advocator of um, of uh, cold therapy, so ice baths, chiro chambers, um, all that good stuff. And, yeah, box breathing, as I spoke to you about, you and Connor as well, like, when you're trying to go to sleep, when you're trying to get into focus, like top athletes, sports psychology is kind of linked to this in a way, but sports psychology is like a massive thing for like top end athletes. I said to you earlier again, Cristiano Ronaldo, like <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo, silly, silly. Um, when I said to you earlier, before he takes a penalty, what does he do? Yeah. Big breath in, holds it, sharp exhale. Yeah. Does it multiple times before he gets a kick. He's completely focused on striking that ball. He knows where it's going, his mind's not changing. He's getting in that zone. Just before you do anything in life, just try it. You can even try it now. Like, 
you wanna you wanna ba you basically want to exhale more than you're inhaling. So you want to exhale more than you're inhaling. So for instance, let's say you're doing two in and four out. So so literally be like, I'm just gonna do it. I don't care if it looks weird. So literally be. That's literally what it's like. Those sharp kind of breaths. That's why like I can go in cold water for ages because I'm literally just sitting there like control and then your breath can sorry if i'm breathing all over you bro <laughs> you have to get like a like, like a, a fan yeah sorry um but yeah that's why like maintaining focus and like yeah. controlling your breathing is a big thing you have to try a hot yoga or anybody that's listening to this when you try a hot yoga if you try and fight the pose or you think oh i'm strong or like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna hold it 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 and you fight the pose trust me you'll, you'll fail and time will only go slower surrender to what's going on around you and just focus on your breath and trust me it'll, it'll be so much easier because that's what it is like when you i don't obviously i don't want to give anyway like any false information but you can google this you can change the displacement of oxygen and carbon dioxide in um in your brain by doing certain breathing techniques yeah one of them being box breathing exactly box breathing um and it gives you the sense of like relaxation and just just like a more like just clarity in your mind. Like remember when we done that silence, you know? And at the end of it we just had just straight clarity. That's yeah. how you feel after doing a proper box breathing session. And that's why it's easy to fall asleep. Because why why is it hard to fall asleep at night? Because you've got better stuff in your mind, right? Yeah. Exactly. Well if you've got clarity, there's nothing on your mind. Then you should be able to go to sleep easier. Yeah. So, yeah. Mad. It is mad. Like it's a proper, it's a proper mad subject. Yeah. But look into it. Look, look into how breathing has an effect on performance, not just in sports or top athletes, but how you can use it in every day. Like confront, like for me, confrontation. Like when you first met me, compared to the person I am now, I'm a lot less confrontational. Yeah. I'm like I bite sometimes as just a joke, but like obviously. Yeah. But confrontation, I almost used to kind of enjoy it because yeah. i used to love the whole back and forth oh no i'm right you're wrong i'm right you're wrong i used to love it yeah. now just don't don't really see the point yeah. and that's just i don't know this is just my development journey but now i've kind of come to the point where look if you think you're right that's cool if you genuinely if you in your heart think you're that right who am i to say any different yeah. i'm gonna let you have that because if i don't say anything or if I just go, yeah, you're right. You're expecting me to say something back. I'm not gonna give you. I'm not gonna give you that. Yeah. You could be so wrong, but I I'm not gonna give you that. That. Yeah. That fulfillment. Yeah, I do that. That's that's like me. I'm not showing it. Yeah. I just don't argue. Like I say less, bro. Yeah. I never used to do that ever. I always used to bite. I always used to argue. I always used to. No, 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 no. It was him. I used to blame everybody. But as Gary Vee says, we we like fingers, but no one likes thumbs. Yeah. That's that's you and the ref, isn't it? Huh? You and the ref. Oh, now see now referees, they're different human beings. I, I ain't got time for referees. Fuck referees. <laughs> Big man team. Fuck referees. <laughs> you're the referees. Bro. If you're a ref, you if, if your brother's a ref, if your friends are ref, fuck your friend, fuck you, whoever. I hate refs. I hate um, refs. You even FIFA, bro. You and the refs, fam. 
Always, you just chat to the ref all the time. <laughs> Anything happens, bro. Ref. So ref, on Saturday, ref. So on Saturday, just gone. The game that we had, I was on the bench because I just came back from my injury on my ankle. <laughs> and my manager was just like, Harvey, mate, even if you play terribly, you'll never ever sit on the bench. I was like, why? He was like, because you're just as fucking mouthy as you are when you're on the pitch. <laughs> it's just funny because he was just like, it's good because you need a player like that on your team. Like if you, it's like perfect example. John Terry, Jamie Carragher, both of them like opposition. So Gary Neville used to say to the um, used to say to players on Man United's team, don't let Jamie Carragher speak to the ref because if he does, they'll most likely win the game. Because if that one player gets on the ref's good side and they start talking to the ref, they start sweet talking him, start making him doubt his decisions, then there's more likely going to be more lenient. What like it's a massive mind game kind of thing. Yeah, yeah that, I love doing that kind of stuff. And it keeps me involved in the game as well. I can never play a game of football being quiet, ever. I don't know how people just play football. Like, how do you just play? I have to be involved in the game all the time. All the time. You just love chatting there. I just love chatting. I just love it. I just love it. I just love it. I just love it. <laughs> Fab, you'd slide up with a laugh out of someone. Like, yeah, I want the ball, I want the ball. Bro, you break my... You... Caress his Achilles. As long as you got a ball at the end, yeah, you're standing there, he's on the floor, you've ran. See, that that whole dark arts kind of stuff, I'm over that now. I eat like, no, no, I have Oh, bro, you. When I was 16. Man, I remember the first no, time you were telling me about you no, on football, bro. No, you didn't see it. You, I might have told you, but it's a difference. I used to, so I'm a defender, yeah, so I'm a centre back. I used to play against strikers, and let's say they're standing in front of me. They're trying to hold me, they're trying to grab my shirt, they're trying to push me, they're trying to scratch me, whatever, cool. That's fine. I literally just used to just, just literally scrape the whole back of their Achilles. And then I used to go, oh, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? I'm so, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? And I'll do it again. And again. And again. And because I'm not coming across as aggressive, they're like, what the fuck is, what? It's weird. Yo, proper. That's like that's like that's proper bastard. Yeah, that's proper bastard. Yeah. Man. I remember I I hit the back of the, the some guy. This was when I was like nine, ten. I was a menace when I was younger. As I said to you, I was oh, I was horrible. Like my dad, I don't know how he, I don't know how he part with me. I can't lie. I don't know how he part with me. Like take it like he was embarrassed. Like I remember this game when I was younger. Played against a team called LNER, and it's a striker. And I remember I just hit him. I was young, I obviously didn't know how to punch. I just hit the back of his head, like he was just pissing me off, so I just went, <laughs> nothing happened. Obviously he was like, went on the floor, like he was crying, like no one said anything. I just hit him. <laughs> I just hit him, for no reason. And he just pissed me off, I was hit him. But now, oh my God, no, bro. If I was gonna tell you one thing, yeah. So, Back when was this? This was like 20... When did I join Wheelstone? That was like 2015. I just joined a team called Wheelstone in my area. Yeah. And we played a team called Actual Soccer. And this guy, this Irish guy, what was it? Steve. His name was Steve. Steve. Steve or Stevie. He used to call him Stevie Steve or Steve. Man. Steve Man. But yeah, his name was... Is it Steve? I think it's Stevie or Steven or whatever. Anyway. Cool. So, we were losing 2-0, yeah? We were losing 2-0. Yeah. Okay. We won 3-2. 
and it was the goalkeepers of the other teams for for two the last two goals literally went through his legs and he should have caught it and it went in okay bear in mind this guy's Irish and bear in mind like, we're 14 at the time it's 2014 14 we're 14 at the time like 14 15 at the end of the game the Irish guy takes off his shirt runs over to the goalkeeper and just starts beating the shit out of him like bro his own goalkeeper like literally just runs over to him starts beating the shit out of him the goalkeeper's dad is standing there and comes running over obviously the goalkeeper's got away from from steve and then steve's family like i'm sorry for hearing this bro but you know, like, your family's a bunch of gypsies isn't it like, like proper proper gypsies like pikey's like yeah rough bro no of like ten of them go rushing and they go fucking sprinting off into this fucking van and then they just dipped. Couple years later, I play against him again. I was playing for Hazen Yedin. Played against him when he was at Ashford or something. Same thing happens again. He's from Ladbroke Grove, I think. He's from Ladbroke Grove. And a guy from my team was from Acton. Do you know what I'm saying? His cousin, his cousin and his dad was at the game. Yeah. At, at half time, yeah. like, both, obviously they've gone in to go to the changing room. Yeah. Steve O's just like grabbed my player um, from my team and they've just started scrapping. They've just started scrapping. So again, the dad and the cousin go to this fucking van. Oh, let me. I'm Get out of the team, get out of the team. I'm fucking like, bro, like, no one fucking knows what these guys got in their van, you know what I'm trying to say? And like, they're like, I'm going to get the team, I'm going to get the team. I'm thinking, bro, like, no. We were like 17, 18 at the time. And yeah, they end up driving off. Steve's gone. Like, he's gone with his dad and his cousin. And come like, bro, second half kicks off, yeah? Come back. They've come back. Two other cars have followed them into the car park. What? Who's on what? We're thinking, this is an under 18s. It was like a Tuesday or Wednesday night in Hayes. What are you doing? What are you doing? Bro, trust me. Some of the wrong'uns I used to play football with. Wrong'uns. There was, e there was even one near my house. There was even one near my house. I remember this. So there's like a, there was like a park near my house called Spider Park. And we used to call it spider part because like there was like a climbing frame that was like a shape of a spider. And I'll be honest, like South Rice Lip now is like it's not how it used to be in it. It's always used, used to be nice, used to be calm, but now South Rice is a little bit does. But um yeah, that was like when I realised oh shit, like some mad people are starting to move into here. This was like a couple of years before, like just before we left. Um we were just at a park having a barbecue, just chilling. Have a nice time, bro. All I hear is like, you know, like that sound of like, like when like tires are like, screeching across the, the across the thing. Da -da -da -da. Like five man, just running, chasing the skis in the park. They grab him, they 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 catch him. Leave him on the floor. Get back in the car. Gone. I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on right here? That was the first time I ever saw anybody, somebody get like seriously fucked up, like. Really fucked up. Like they chased him and they just like, yeah, they dealt with him and they just cut. It was mental. It was mad. Looking out.
Yeah. I wonder what they, they think about when they work out. But you think about them little things like that, but then bro, like imagine like as you know, I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan. And yeah. I I listen to his old stuff as well. And his favourite guest that he has on is a guy called Joey Diaz. If you don't know who he is, yeah, bro, please just watch him. Like Joey Diaz, Joey Coco Diaz, like he's he's from he's from New York, so you can tell from his um from his accent, but like heritage wise he's from Cuba. Yeah. And some of the things that that guy saw when he was growing up, like he would be with his nanny, so as in like with his like the person who used to look after him. Yeah. And he remembers seeing like them injecting himself with heroin. Yeah. And then going back to play with him and then he'd find their needles on the floor. And just like fucking just mad shit like that. Yeah. Nothing else. Boy wanted this one to be a little bit more of like a chill vibe of end up talking about heroin. <laughs> yeah, we're from zero to a hundo really. We're from primal we went from kettlebells to heroin. Real fast. But yeah. I mean, I just, I was just listening. I'm just taking a little. This is, see, right. At the time of this coming out, it'll be 8 o'clock, but in reality, it's quarter past midnight. Earlier, me and Omar, we went to, where we go? We went to Nando's. We went to gym, then we went to Nando's. When I tell you, this guy could not shut up. He was rambling, rambling. I was like, bruv, let's just get the recording out now. Let's just start recording because he was in a madness. Now, look at him. Sitting back, chilling, got a vest on. <laughs> Guns out, it's yeah. getting there, bro. I'm telling you now, it is. Oh, come on, I like that. That's get. That's getting there. What's that one saying? Yeah, I can definitely tell you're celebrate right now. <laughs> why? <laughs> what do you mean why? Pampaline. Yeah. Yeah. You're not on it. I'm tired now. Kill boss. Wait, no, no, no. I'm just be listening, innit? Just take a little backseat sometimes. Just chill. Listen. Making me like a madman, but yeah, if I'd advise anybody like, even if you want, just hit me up on Instagram, um, or like if you have my number, just hit me up, and I'll just talk to you about kettlebells and why you should be why you should be training with them. Like yeah. if you're if you're bored in the gym or you're bored with the like the training that you're doing right now, just hit me up because I'm gonna change your life. <laughs> I'll change your life. Like training with kettlebells is it's gonna it's just gonna open so many more doors for you in your body and just moving forward. It's just. It's a real nice, solid foundation to work off as to well. To be fair, anybody wants to change their life financially and physically, shit us up. Just, yeah, just DM me. Just, bro, like, honestly, it's, it's, not even what I, it's not even what I can do for you or what we can do for you. It's, it's the environment we can bring you in and the knowledge and the value that we can give you on a day-to-day basis. That's, that's what's really undervalued, I feel like. like yeah. I'll, I don't feel like there's even a price tag like, worthy... No, you can't put a price tag on environment. You can't. Yeah, man. We should end it there. Yeah. I don't know how long it's been. You do It went quick. I know. Very quick. Like, that was quick. Yeah. That went like... That felt like... Do you know, we're not, on, on the thumbnail for this podcast, let's not even put CDB and XP, uh, XPM. Let's just, let's just put PM, because you literally just sat there and just... Are you talking in there? I'm not going to be like, you know what, you know what, Harvey? Shush. <laughs> you can do that. I do, I do tend to blabber on a little bit, but yeah, calm. Oh, this thing now, I was enjoying, I was enjoying what you were saying. Yeah. Let's not talk about kettlebells. To be, to be honest, kettlebells and heroin. Yeah. <laughs>
kettlebells in her room. What, what? a mix. Wait, imagine doing them together. Jesus. Actually, no, I'd probably be cracking her kettlebells, innit? Yeah, no, I'd be cocaine and kettlebells. Yeah. Calvin Klein, CK, cocaine kettlebells. What was I wearing earlier? Huh? Oh, shit, yeah, you're wearing a Calvin Klein t shirt, aren't you? Yeah, don't spend on that, fucking hell, doing cocaine. <laughs> One week before Ramadan. Jesus. On that bombshell, it's time to end. I'll see you all my days. Okay, Maziz admired himself. That's the whole point, no? What's that, what's that Conor McGregor TikTok voiceover? As you can tell, from my fine physique, I'm an absolute freak of nature. <laughs> I love that That's one. such a shit Irish accent. I know, I can't do it, but yeah. Guys, like, subscribe, share, all that good shit, and... I'll see you later. Yeah, he always cuts me off. Peace. Why did I always cut you off and allow it? Only you saw the clip before this. Spread them cheeks, honey. I was called a night, bro. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to bed, son. You're going to bed. You're going to the Amazon, bro. You're going to the Vanzino. Because you just slept like that. Wake up. You just, I just wake up tomorrow morning. You just knock out the window. Next episode, I'm not just. Gonna, I'm not. I'm not going to say a word. I'm just going to let you speak. Because I felt like I was just chatting so much, bro.